The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. For the last several weeks, I've been talking to you. If you've been watching the services on YouTube, you'll know this. I've been talking to you about the desires of your heart. Today, I want to depart from that, if you allow me to do that. I want to depart from that and talk about choose life. Choose life. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says these words concerning the hypocritical, legalistic, religious Pharisees. Jesus said, but the thief comes except not to kill and to destroy, to kill and to and steal and to destroy. I need you to listen to this. Jesus is talking about a thief, a thief. Some of you can identify with what a thief is all about. This is why you locked your doors to your homes before you came to church. This is why you locked your doors to your automobiles in the parking lot because you didn't want the thief to come to kill and to steal and to destroy. Now, Jesus was talking about the religious Pharisees. And that's what religion to do for you, beloved. Religion comes to steal from you. You don't want religion. You want the truth of God. You want a relationship with God. And when you get the truth of God and a relationship with God, you'll never want religion again. Because Jesus said, the Pharisees and their religion, they came to steal and to kill and to destroy. Then he went on to say, but I am come. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. Do you hear what I'm saying? More abundantly. So what is Jesus really saying to these people? These, the people he's, he's ministering to. First of all, he's talking about beware of the Pharisees. They're all about religion. They're all about legalism. And their legalism and their religion will steal from you. It will destroy you and even kill you. But I want to offer you something different. I want to offer you life. And I am come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. In other words, have life that's, that's full of joy and true happiness. What Jesus is saying here, you need to choose life. Did you hear what I said? You need to choose life. Over the last year and a half, hundreds and thousands of people have had their lives stolen from them by this invisible thief. And this invisible thief is COVID-19. This thief comes to take life. But Jesus said, on the other hand, I am come to give you life. Life full of joy 
and happiness. Most of us are not there yet. If you were to conduct a poll right now and you would ask at least 10 people, how's your life? How would you characterize your life? Is it full of joy? Is it full of happiness? The majority of them would probably answer in the negative. They would probably say, no, my life isn't full of joy and happiness. But Jesus said, that's exactly what I come to give you. I come to give you life and life more abundantly. But notwithstanding, there are many who still refuse to choose life. Can you understand that? You know a thief is out here. You know the thief is coming. And not only is the thief out here and the thief is coming, but the thief is bringing some of his variant friends with him. Huh? But yet still, some will choose death rather than life. Why do we refuse to choose life? Hmm? We got to allow God to heal our land. And, and when we allow God to heal our land, what we're doing, we're choosing life. About a year and a half ago, you know, when this pandemic began for our congregation, I was preaching from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Well, the Lord says there, well, actually, I started at verse 13. Well, God says, if I set up the heavens and there is no rain, or if I devour, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. I need you to hear what God was saying because God is still saying the same thing. God says, if I cause a drought, if I cause locusts to come and devour your crops, if there's pestilence among the people, and that's what COVID-19 is, it's a pestilence. It's a viral pestilence. But God says, when I shut up heaven or command the locusts to devour your land or send pestilence among the people, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from the wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. We need to allow God to heal our land. But in order for God to heal our land, we got to be repentant. We must be a people who repents, a repentant people. This is what God was telling Solomon. Solomon had built this gorgeous temple to God. He dedicated it to the temple. Yet God had to come to him in the night and say to him, the temple is beautiful. In fact, I like it. But when I shut up the heavens, I want you to know what's happening. So if I shut up the heavens, there's no rain. If I command the locusts to devour your land, I want you to understand what's happening. If I send pestilence among your people, there's a reason for it. I am telling you, these viral infections are nothing more than pestilence. But there's a reason for it. And God wants us to repent. If my people will call by my name, that's you, beloved. That's me. 
If my people who call by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And when I hear from heaven, I'll forgive your sin. And I'll heal your land. So what is it that we really need to repent of? What is it that we re really need to repent of? We need to repent of all of our doubt, all of our fear, and all of our unbelief concerning this virus. You see, oftentimes we use the word repent. We, say, we think we, we're, we're, we're repenting from some tangible outward sin. But sometimes the greatest sin you can repent of is the way you think. We need to repent concerning this virus. This is what God is saying. When you repent, when you change your mind, then will I hear your prayers and I'll forgive your sin and heal your land. What do we need to repent of? We need to repent of our doubt. We need to repent of our fear. Fears and unbelief. Why are people still doubting this, this virus? Why are people still doubting this vaccine? Why are people still doubting? Questioning whether it's real or not. Questioning whether things are as bad as being reported to us. Why are we doubting? Why are we so fearful? We are the people of God. We ought to be the last one fearful. What is that fear based on? Oftentimes that fear is based on nothing more than ignorance. Some people say, well, I don't want to take the vaccine because I fear it's a government conspiracy. I fear that the government is implanting a chip in my body. Some people don't want to take the vaccine because they say, I fear it's the mark of the beast. How dumb can you be? If the vaccine was the mark of the beast, that means you missed the rapture. And if you missed the rapture, it's because you weren't saved. Somebody ought to say something. There will be no mark of the beast until Jesus comes and gather his church out of the earth. There will be no mark of the beast until Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet are running loose in the earth. And last time I checked, it's only Satan running around and his demons. Huh? And yet some folk got the nerve. That might be the mark of the beast. This is the kind of things God needs us to repent of. Come on. Where there is no knowledge, the people perish. Huh? My people destroyed for what? My people destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So we have all these kind of fears. And because these fears, we, we develop all these doubt. We doubt if it's going to work. We doubt the efficacy of the vaccine. Well, you have a choice, beloved, and that choice is yours. You can choose the vaccine or you can choose the virus. It's up to you. That's a simple choice to make. 
But Jesus said, choose life. I am come to give you life. Why do we have so much unbelief concerning the vaccine, concerning the science around the vaccine? Why don't we believe the medical experts? Why don't we believe the the epidemiologists and the virologists? Why don't we believe them? Where's your medical degree? You don't have one. I graduated from law school, but let me tell you something. I'll humble myself and say, what I don't know about law will fill a library. And what you don't know about medicine will fill 10 libraries. How is it that you become the medical expert? We need to understand what the enemy is doing to us. The enemy is rendering us in a place where we're out of the will of God and God wants us to repent. And he says, when you repent, then I'll hear your prayer and I'll heal your land. Another thing we need to repent of is all this ignorance, all this darkness. My people destroyed for lack of knowledge, the prophet Hosea said, Hosea 4, 6, huh? We need to repent. Just because you read it on the internet, just because you read it on social media, just because you saw it on television, doesn't make it truth. Huh? There's a such thing, two words here. There is misinformation, then there's disinformation. What is misinformation? Misinformation is wrong information that was given to you by mistake, but it's wrong just the same. Then on the other hand, disinformation is diabolical. It is satanic. Disinformation is when I purposely and intentionally tell you a lie or mislead you because I don't value life. And I want to see you lose your life. There's a lot of that going on. And a lot of the same folk, the talking heads on TV, given the misinformation and the disinformation They've already had the vaccine. Y'all need to wake up. They've already had the vaccine. How's that? You get the vaccine, but you're discouraging other folk to get the vaccine. That's because immotivated. Your father is the devil. But the Lord said, choose life. In Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. Here Moses is going to give one of his last speeches, one of his last address, his addresses to the congregation of Israel before they crossed the Jordan. And God speaks to Moses. And in turn, Moses speaks the word of the Lord to Israel. And in Deuteronomy 30th chapter, verse 15, Moses says these words to Israel. And I'm saying these words to you. Moses said, see, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. There's always a choice to make. You can make a choice for life and good or death and evil. Then in the 19th verse, he went on to say, he says, this day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that today I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Choose life. 
Choose life that you and your descendants may live. God says you have a choice to make. God says it all comes down to a matter of life and death. Moses was challenging Israel to choose life. Moses was challenging Israel to remember the blessings of God they had experienced. Moses was challenging Israel to continue to walk in those blessings. And I'm telling you, we need to do the same thing. Don't forget about the goodness of God. Don't forget about what God promised. Don't forget about how far God has brought you. Don't forget about it. Choose life. Stay on the path. Continue to obey God. Continue to experience the blessings of God. You know what, beloved? God does not force his will on no one. Let me say it again. God doesn't force his will on no one. When it comes down to life and death decisions, God says the decision is yours. I've said it before you. Death and life, blessing and cursing. And the choice is yours. One of the best examples of this is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, where God commanded the man, saying, of every tree in the garden you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of that tree. For in the day you do, you shall surely die. What was God saying to Adam? The choice is yours. But I hope you choose life. Choose life so you and your descendants can live. The choice is yours. So what did Adam do? He didn't choose life. He disobeyed God. He ate of the forbidden tree. And when he did, he began to die spiritually from that moment on. You know, when God created Adam, God created Adam in his image and after his likeness. He never created Adam to die a physical death. But because of the decision Adam made, he died a physical death. And I'm telling you, it's the decisions we make that's going to cause us to die physical death before our time. God has promised us in the word of God, lift up days, long life and health. He's promised us he will multiply our days, extend the years of our life. He's promised us that with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. And nobody could cut that short but you. He gave Adam the privilege of choice. He'll give it to you. Why does God do that? If God is God, and he know that I might make the wrong choice. Why did he let me? Well, it's because you also God, little g. You're little g, created in his image and his likeness. When God says to you, the choice is yours for life and death, for blessing and cursing. What God is doing, he's certifying the personhood of every person. Every person created in the image 
And after the likeness of God, God is certifying the personhood of that person. You would not be a person if you couldn't think for yourself. You will not be a person if you couldn't believe a lie. You could not be a person if you couldn't believe the truth. But the choice is yours. Will you believe the truth or will you believe a lie? So many people have lied about this vaccine. Just end up in the ICU on an incubator with a very ominous, dismal prognosis just to say, I wish I had taken the vaccine. I know this vaccine isn't FDA approved, but it is approved for emergency use. They didn't just start on this vaccine last year. This vaccine has been in the works for over 10 years. And because they've been working on it so long, they said, let's get it emergency approved to save lives. That's what's happening, beloved. We can't believe everything we hear. Everything that's said is not said in a spirit of truth. Some people are outright lying to you for political reasons and for some other reasons. It's a shameful God. People would rather die just to hold on to their politics. And oftentimes their politics are based on racism, misogyny, fear. But the Lord is saying, choose life. You see, you see, there's a way that seems right to a man. You see, some people just think they're right. They just think they're right. Well, I know my body. You think you're right. But you may not be right. Unless your doctor, your medical provider, told you not to get the vaccine, that's the only reason you shouldn't get the vaccine. Huh? Well, well, what about what about what happened in Tuskegee in 1932? Don't confuse the issue. What happened in Tuskegee was that there was a government experiment, and they were injecting syphilis into black men. The COVID-19 shot is not, not is not injecting COVID inside of you. That's the big difference. See, you're using that as an excuse. You're using that to fuel your doubt and your fear. You're using it as a historical bias to justify not doing the right thing. But as soon as the enemy finds you, and I'm telling you, he's walking about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and as soon as COVID-19 or Delta or Beta, soon as they find you and you're laid up in the hospital, then all of a sudden you're ready to have a change of mind. And it didn't have to go that far. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. Moses said to the children of Israel, choose life. See, there's a way that seems right unto a man. But the ends thereof are the ways of death. That's Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. That's also Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25. Anytime a truth is repeated in the scriptures, anytime a verse like that 
It's repeated in the scripture. It's repeated for emphasis. God is emphasizing the truth. He's emphasizing how vulnerable we could be to our own selves. You see, most of us don't need to worry about the devil coming against us. We need to worry about our own thinking coming against us. Huh? There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. I don't want to die. I want to live. I want to live to see my appointed day. So if wearing a mask is going to help me live, I'm going to put my mask on. If getting a vaccine that I prayed for, I'm going to take the vaccine. How's it that we prayed for an answer? How's that many people fell on their knees, fell on their faces before God and said, God sent an answer to this COVID-19 pandemic. God sends the answer. Then all of a sudden we have doubts about the answer. I'm not sure if I believe Dr. Fauci. Hmm? I'm afraid that this is something else. It's a government conspiracy, the mark of the beast. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. If you think it's the mark of the beast, then we all missed the rapture. Huh? You missed it. You weren't saved. You're playing saved. So how could you accept one without the other? How could you accept one without the other? Now spirit of confusion enters in. Huh? In closing, let me share this with you. From the very beginning, with Moses and the children of Israel crossing the Jordan, God wanted one thing clear to them. He wanted them to live. God wants you to live your life more than anything else. See? And by the way, you don't live your life in church. Church prepares you to live your life. Huh? Did you hear what I said? You can't be here 24-7 and live your life. Huh? Some people, when I die, I want to die in church. Not me. I want to die doing the will of God. Hello? But God spoke to Moses and said, I want my people to choose life, blessing and cursing, so that they and the descendants could live. Then when Jesus came along, a prophet like unto Moses, he said, it's not about all this religious stuff. It's not about all the noise. He said, that stuff is nothing more than a thief that cometh for nothing except to kill you and to destroy you, to kill, steal, and to destroy you. But he says, I'm come to give you life. I am come that they may have life and not just any kind of life, but that you may have life more abundantly. Then David, the great psalmist, who's also a type of Christ, David said in Psalm 16, verse 11, for you will show me the path of life. God shows us the path of life. Have you acknowledged God in all your ways? so that he could direct your paths. Are you still trusting in your own understanding? David says, you will show me the path. God will show you the right path if you got the right heart. Did you hear what I said? If you have the right heart, God will always show you the right path. And David says, you will show me the path of life. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.